No, I'm just having a bit of a, just a setup nightmare. How's that? That's better. Uh, that's, that's better, yeah, that's better. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right, that's the most makeshift thing ever. <laughs> now I'm being attacked by a cat now. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. I'm already being distracted by my cat, but welcome one and all. This is Sheer Isolation. Trouble, would you like to purr at the people? They would. They'd definitely like to purr at us. I don't know if, don't know if the purrs are coming through. Yeah, this is Sheer Isolation, where we aim to promote the local music scene. We've, uh, we've got our usual bag for the next half hour, a couple of songs. We've got a great guest lined up. I've got uh, Kieran sat there playing with, playing with his settings because he's struggling. Are you, are you with me? I'm playing with knobs. See, I, I, I went for the high road on that. I thought, shall I? No, no I'm, I'm going to... No, gonna... I, I definitely went for the low road. Uh, there you go. Lots and lots of knobs. The problem with that, Kieran, is it's not plugged into anything. That's why you're having problems. <laughs> I mean, I know I haven't done sound engineering for a while, but I know that you do need at least one wire going into a mixer. <laughs> I've got the mics and the wires. It's just not working. I'm not playing ball with me today. Who's, um, who's our guest this week? Who are we talking to? Our guest is a, a lady called Fiona. Uh, Fiona <laughs> Riches. Fiona Riches. Fiona. I'm rubbish with surnames. So Fiona is a sound engineer. She's based in Bristol. She is the in-house technician at the Fecla in Bristol, which um, I'm sure we all know the Fecla is a very famous venue. It's a boat and it's sort of um, harboured in, in the harbour there and they pr- present an awful lot of wide variety of amazing music. And she's one of the technicians there. So we're going to find out from her what she's been up to during lockdown. I wonder if it takes her 20 minutes to set, set herself up for a Zoom call as well. Because you sound technicians, you always go for perfection. We do go for perfection. I've had to like it or lump it this week. <laughs> I was like, nah, John, call the whole thing off. I'm not doing it. My mic's just sounding a little bit trebly in the 3K. Yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'll pretend I know what you mean. <laughs> Probably 6K as well, not the 3. Anyway... We'll play a track, shall we? You've picked a, a tune for us this week by a, a lady called Kirsty Clinch. Who is Kirsty Clinch? Uh, yeah, Kirsty Clinch, yes. Yeah. So she's a local musician um, in sort of Devizes, Wiltshire, kind of Westbury, Melksham, Calm, that kind of area. She's hopped about a bit. I don't actually know exactly where she's currently based, although I sometimes bump into her in Tesco's in Trowbridge. She, she came to prominence quite a few years ago now uh, as this country singer-songwriter. Um, and she, she definitely went for the whole country thing. She went to Nashville to just, you know, find herself. Um, and she wrote some songs which were sensational. She sold out the lamb on a couple of occasions in Devizes. And she was really one of those local musicians we were incredibly proud of because she, she's done incredibly well. And she's executed what she does perfectly. Uh, we'll flash forwards to today. And she's got an album out. She's been doing some recording. And this is the lead track from her new album, her debut, well, her debut album, a proper album. I don't know if there is any more details for the album, but this is definitely the lead track. Um, There is another one due to be released reasonably soon. This is a track called Fit the Shoe. Um, So I really, really rate Kirsty. She's a lovely girl. Music's great. Video's great. So that's why we've chosen it. i 
but it goes right through. She's wearing clothes, but she looks good without. She drives to work, but it covers her cash. She stays with a man, but he treats her like trash. Why do we do the things that we do? Why do we do the things that we do to fit the shoe? It's such a silly thing to do to fit the shoe. It's such a silly thing to do. He lights cigarettes to keep up with the crowd. He downs a beer to be one of the Clinch with her lead track from her debut album. Uh, this track was called Fit the Shoe, and I'm sure you'll agree it was a banger. Lovely, lovely track, yes. So, it's about this time of day that we look at product placement. What have you got behind you, Kieran? Yes, I do. I have product. This is the wonderful Phil Cooper. Phil sent me a message last night to say, Kieran, I've popped a present through your door. Um, and I knew he had his new album, um, which is called These Revelation Games. And I thought, no, he knew it was due out. Obviously, he's received them in the post. He's popped one through my door. So I was delighted. Um, it's an 11-track album. It's dominantly recorded or about lockdown. Um, we did say that there's going to be some of these. Uh, there's a track on there called Treading Water, which is specifically about COVID and lockdown. But what's great about Phil 
is that we're roughly the same age. Um, we, we went through the 90s together and sort of the early noughties, and we pretty much have the same taste in music. And what Phil sounds like is the sum of all of his history. So when he releases new music like this, I think I know I'm going to love it because I'm going to hear all of the influences that I love so much in his records. I haven't listened to it yet. I've had it now for 24 hours. I haven't listened to it, mainly because I haven't had time. We have already played some Phil Cooper on the show. It was a few weeks ago. So uh, if you want to go back and listen to some Phil Cooper, then you can jump onto our YouTube channel. You can go onto our playlist and you will find uh, the track that we played. I can't remember what we played. Was it off that EP or was it one of the older ones? It, no, it was off this album. I believe it was House of Mirrors. That um, does sound familiar. That does ring a bell. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is time for this week's guest, which is uh, Fiona Riches, who is a sound engineer, sound tech, um, who can usually be found at the Fecla in Bristol, but does uh, do some touring work as well. You two had a proper nerdy conversation. I'm going to have to edit a lot of that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to edit out. Leave it in. It's great. She is like a level way above me. Uh, there's no denying it. She is incredibly talented and capable uh, woman. And uh, don't envy some of the stuff she has to do working in venues with nightmare acoustics. So really impressed with her. So yeah, let's 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 chuck her on and see what she's got to say. I met you through Riverbank in Chippenham, didn't I? We were, yes. pa- we were guests on one of those panels, weren't we? Yeah, that's right. They had yellow XLRs, which I thought was cool. <laughs> we were, funny enough, I was on a ch- I was chatting to someone the other day about cables. Do you have, as an sound engineer, do you have special ca- cables? Like a special brand or something? No, no, no. Just just a colour. Do you go for a special colour so you oh. know? Which is yours, or do you not? It's funny, I now actually have a yellow X-Love in front of house, so I don't lose it. Because I always take my own talk, I obviously always tour my own talkback mic. Because sharing a microphone is disgusting, I'm glad that we've all realised that now. It's taken a pandemic, but... (laughs) That's what it took. (laughs) Yeah, so I have a yellow front of house talkback X-Love that matches my yellow Pelly. I tend to keep everything yellow so I don't lose it. Yeah, so nobody else can steal it. Because everyone in black, it's like... It would be yeah, mass- so I don't forget it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, we met at the, the Riverbank doing their, their talks to the youth. I thought they were fantastic. It was lovely to meet you and hear about um, the things that you're doing. Um, I believe that you... I don't know if you still are, but you were the in-house tech at the Fecla. Is that still the case? So, yeah, I was part of the team at Thetler. There was a few of us because there was so much going on there. There was, you know, gigs basically every night of the week and clubs kind of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, there was a gang of us and it was really cool. It's a great, uh, it's just a piece of history really in Bristol. I love all the strange parts of it that I've explored now. There's so much that the public don't see behind the scenes in that place. I've been a punter there many times. I've watched loads of shows there. I've never worked there, but it does strike me as a sort of place that would have lots of nooks and crannies. Yeah, for sure. It's strange. I found like a um, tobacco tin from the 80s in the chain locker when we were in dry dock, which is pretty cool. Older than me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, We've still got tobacco in? No, it was empty. It had screws in. Oh, well, yeah. you do. This whole lockdown thing for me has been a, like, well, now that we're sort of seven, eight months into it, time for me is just a complete mess. I don't know when anything happened because it's all just one big mass of time. But I do distinctly remember you being on social media quite a lot on the Fecla because you were decorating it. Now, was that prior to lockdown? That was last summer. Yeah, she was in dry dock. She had a whole new hull fitted. Um, yeah, which is... A hull? A whole hull? Yeah, a whole new hull. They welded a whole new hull onto the existing hull. And I watched some of it 
being done I sort of like half watched it because you're not supposed to watch welding we had to reseal where the hole got welded you have to seal it with like resin and then paint over it and so that that little did we know obviously that was last summer you say literally like six months later we were all going to be our industry was going to be decimated and we weren't going to be working anymore I know yeah all those trips I'd made to screw fix (laughs) 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 to get paint (laughs) but but it's still worth it because she's still floating so I was about to say, I'm assuming it's all still ready to roll the moment we can. They just announced some like seated shows. That's quite a popular thing here in Bristol. And I actually went to one. I went to the Poison's Birds one. That was like my first show back, which was bizarre, but great. What have you been doing apart from decorating the Thecla? What, what have you been doing with your time this year? So Thecla was last year. This year, I actually got into pottery. <laughs> I cool. just fancied having a go. And it's kept me busy. It's great. It's really messy and expensive and heavy and difficult but very calming so that's why I like it. And what bands are you currently working with or what because I know you've you've toured with a few people before have you still got relations with them and plans to to go back into touring next year? There's no plans at the moment for touring just because it's so difficult and booking agents kind of got their work cut out but the last tour I did was actually this time last year yeah this time last year and that was with uh, Tessa Violet who's a brilliant pop star, rock star, just incredible musician that I'm lucky enough to not only have worked with, but become friends with, so. Ah, but is, is she British? No, she lives in LA, she's American. Was she touring over here, was she? Yeah, we did UK, Europe, and we actually went to Moscow as well last year, which was... <gasps> that's so amazing. Cool. That's, that's pretty cool. We, we chatted to a, few, a chap a few weeks ago about where the job can take you, and is that the furthest you've been from home so far, Moscow? Yeah, Moscow was. I've always had a bit of a thing for Russia because my, I was a ballet dancer first uh, before everything. So going to the home of ballet was a really emotional, incredible experience for me. I completely didn't expect to find it so overwhelming, but I saw the, the Bolshoi Theatre and I was just like, wow. That's pretty cool. What, what else have you done in Europe work-wise? It feels, it doesn't even feel, I'm saying last year, it feels like 10 years ago, but it was last year, it was 2019. I did the Primaveras, Primavera Barcelona in Portugal. No way. Uh, Primavera Barcelona in Spain and Porto in Portugal with Lucy Dacus, which was really fun. Portugal was incredible. The food was ridiculously good. Yeah, great place. Really fun. I mean, I've still had some amazing experiences in the UK. Glasgow, for example. Glaswegians are amazing. I absolutely love going to Glasgow because there's such good vegan food. I always just, like, eat a whole tour's worth of food in Glasgow. I'm like... I was expecting you to say Glasgow was a hot spot for veganism, but there you go. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like Glasgow, Brighton and Bristol. That's the best, the best spots in the UK. Of course, Brighton and Bristol. That's a given. Uh, when you were in Scotland, did you, did you drink plenty of iron brew? Yeah, I always like think I want an iron brew. <laughs> I always, like, I'm always like, I want to drink an iron brew. And then I drink it and I'm like, I, I didn't want this. <laughs> That's because it is everywhere. Every corner in Glasgow, there is a shop selling yeah. iron. Yeah. Subliminal. It, it outsells Coke. It outsells Coke. It's the only country in the world where the biggest yeah. soft drink isn't Coke. Okay, and that's my favourite fact of the week. Thank you. For people who don't know the fact, you can have multiple stages and multiple bands happening at the same time. I was going to say, for you as a sound engineer, is that difficult, having multiple gigs in the same venue at the same time? That's such a good question. So there's two rooms. There's the main room, which is about 400 and then there's the upstairs room that's probably about 150 at a push, 120. We've had like 
all day as there that have been across the two rooms. There's this one called Breakfast that was put on by Breakfast Records last year and that was split between the two. It tends to be staggered so that people can watch one and then go upstairs or get a drink or whatever. But there'll be someone looking after. There's usually, if it's an all day like that, there's two people downstairs and one person upstairs. Uh, Liam, the old technical manager, and I used to swap. So one person would mix a band, the other would do lights and then we'd swap just to protect our ears really just to have a little rest i've never mixed in the fact like what's it like doing sound in there because a lot of rooms are normally curtained or wood or whatever this is metal mm-hmm. the whole room is metal i've seen loads of shows in there i saw pelican in there oh god 10 years ago and it was sensational but they don't have a singer then i saw my, uh, paul draper in there from manson and he basically couldn't hear him but the, and the back line was just so loud i remember going to that gig thinking I'm so glad I don't have to mix this show because it must have been a nightmare for you. What's it like for you uh, mixing in there? It takes a while to get used to. It's unlike mixing in any other venue in Bristol purely because it is a metal box, especially when we just repainted the walls. We painted them in this, like, um, it's called Hammerite black metal paint and it's super, super, super glossy. So it's just an acoustic nightmare because it's super clean and glossy. So everything's just like splashing. For me, I'm just really grateful. There's a great PA in there. There's two arcs and four SB28s, um, two arcs on each side and SB28s for the subs, which is just like home to me. It's the best LA PA. And there's a VI1 at front of house, which is a really nice console. It also just needs people. I've had some sound checks in there where I'm like, good God, this is going to be hard. And then you get bodies in and it's fine. So That's classic. That's another classic uh, sound engineer. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the reason why I love engineering is because it's the mix on a spectrum there's creativity on one side which is musicianship which is effects you know things like that and then on the other hand is kind of like the really nerdy side of gear and processing and the actual science of what audio is and engineering is right in the middle it's a combination of my background as a musician and a music lover and a record collector and also the fact that I am besotted by the science I think it's so incredible that I can change something and change how it affects someone. I think um, all, all the good engineers really good you know they think along those lines I'm not a good engineer I'm a solid engineer <laughs> good as you definitely not but I what you're describing is, is exactly that um, draw that allure do, do you find that you're a control freak now in the other parts of your life because you sit and you control the sounds do you like walk away or do you still like control other aspects of your life? You know, it's funny. The reason why I love live audio and live engineering is that I don't have a lot of control. I have one chance to make it sound great and then it's over. You know, that that show happened. You were either there or you weren't. I do want to make records one day, but I think I would really have to learn when to switch off and accept something because I'd be like, oh, I could just do this. So, yeah. Well, have you ever crazy experiences doing any aspect of sounds that you'd want to, you'd want to tell? Oh, so many. <laughs> I think one of the funniest is, do you know the band Pup? Yes, I know Pup. Yeah, I absolutely love them. They're lovely, lovely boys. They came through and played in SWX here in Bristol. And my console, my monitor console in SWX is a Yamaha M7. Great big behemoth of a console. It was like one of the first digital boards and it's... It's got its quirks, I'll be kind here. 
it's you know it's fine once you like know what its quirks are it's absolutely fine but during pups sold out incredible show in swx my monitor console crashed and it takes a whole 17 seconds to reboot back on because it runs on like you know like windows 95 or something so i had 17 (laughs) seconds of just being stood behind my board yeah and the band are looking at me and i'm like "Ah, i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) you've picked a track for us this week do you want to tell us what the track is and why you picked it so i picked a track called mood stabilizer by poisonous birds uh i'm very lucky that these people are actually my friends and i get to spend my time drinking coffee with them usually pre-covid here in bristol i've mixed them before as well when they were on tour with sleep token which was really fun Uh, i just love this track i think it's a it's a kind of an anthem for what bristol's music scene promises upon its return and i think we all need a little bit of that so that's why i picked this song Thank you. 
you know, I haven't been to the Fed Club for absolutely years and years and years, but um, it, it's such an incredible venue to think that you've got this boat and you've got these big acts and these big rooms on, on the floating in, in Bristol Harbour. It is a bit like a TARDIS as well, because, I mean, the, although it is a big boat, when you go inside, it feels, like, much larger than it did on the outside. It definitely feels like a TARDIS. I seem to remember when I went, there was, like, a nightclub going on in, on the bottom floor and then live music upstairs, and there was, uh, like, people up on deck and all this stuff. Can you remember, before it got decorated, can you remember that it had Banksies and stuff on the outside? It did, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I think they painted over them, and there was an uproar! Well, Banksy will just have to come back and put them back, won't he? Well, <laughs> but yeah, great, great venue. Just quirky and fun. Like I say, I wouldn't want to engineer in there, but she knows what she's doing. So good. well done her. Time for some news. We made it official. We did mention it a few weeks ago that the John Gom gig had been postponed. Um, it took me a little while to catch up with all of my admin things, but we've, we've made it official online now. So original ticket's still valid. We're still doing it at Emmanuel's Yard. Um, Jamie Williams, who's a friend of mine from Bath, who's recently moved to Trowbridge, who was a sound engineer as well. Um, he used to, he still runs the sound at the Walcott House in Bath. So he's, again, really capable guy. He is going to do the sound for me. So I'm delighted to, to start the creation of this Trowbridge music scene. It's well underway and we're all, I'm terribly excited. Mm. The news is, you probably might have seen it in the Gazette or online, but the Gazette ran the article announcing that I've taken over the Village Pump uh, in terms of at least restructuring the committee and, and becoming like the, the driver of making stuff happen. So that's now official. It's out there. We are going to do some amazing stuff as soon as we can. I promise you, nobody wants this more than me. It's a very difficult time to take over a venue, Karen. I'll be honest with you, mate. Yeah, it has I mean, been in the planning for a few months, hasn't it? It has been in the plan for a few months. And actually what, it, what it's enabled us to do is to decorate it and prepare. So we have, we have done some sort of remedial works to the building. So, yeah. But, but you know, the, the, the pump as, a, as an organisation is going to be more formal now. And it's not necessarily going to be tied to the old building. We're going to do shows elsewhere at the town hall, at the church, etc. Um, and it, again, it's not... It's not me. It's a group of people. I'm just sort of giving it a drive. So, you know, there will be other shows that won't have anything to do with me, but the pump still exists, basically. It's, it's going to be here for Trowbridge and for all the people that love what it did previously. It's still going to exist. So, yeah. Well, congratulations Great. on taking that one over. And, uh, Cheers, mate. It. So it's nice to uh, end the podcast on a slightly more positive note after the, the yeah. few months. Um, if anybody wants to get in touch with us, send us some music videos, send us some ideas. Uh, the email address is sheerisolation at gmail.com. Uh, you can listen to us, uh, listen to our back shows back on YouTube and other streaming services. Obviously, we're on the radio as well. And uh, we're here every week, so come back to us next week where we'll have some more uh, guests, more tracks. And uh, me and Karen will continue to talk nonsense about what's happening in the world. <laughs> Excellent. Toodle pit. Until next time. Until next time, Karen. It's been lovely to chat to you as always. You take it easy, mate. See you soon. Take care.